0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to tonight's class is titled, Torah Reveals God's Presence, Part 2. We are in the second half of Chapter 52, and I'm looking forward, God willing, tonight to concluding the chapter. That leaves us with one final chapter, until we are able to uh, celebrate the completion of the 53 chapters of Tanya. You know, and I think as we come to the end, I think a quick review of the premise of Tanya and the goal is, is in order. Tanya was written as the author, the author himself writes, to answer every question that a Hasid has. And a Hasid <coughs> doesn't mean someone who, uh, you don't have to be the most pious person. A chastin is someone who's willing to come and follow the advice of the Rebbe. You're now a chastin. So someone that has a challenge and is willing to, on um, any point, on any question, in any area, yeah, the Rebbe says, the time is going I'm looking forward, God willing, over the next few weeks to giving a class and an overlook of Tanya that will better help you understand how Tanya answers any questions. Um, but what I wanted to bring this back for tonight's class is Tanya is written in sections um, as if you're coming for a few visits to the Rebbe. You know, you came for the first visit, you were broken. You said you feel so distant from Hashem, but now, as we're coming to the end of Tanya, kind of the, the last statement, the last this, the last um, meeting you're having with the altar. Abbot. And what's the message that the altar ever gives you in, in the last meeting? That's chapter 51, 52, and 53, where we're gonna learn that the physical deed, and, and uh, burning physical calories, so to speak, for Hashem. Having a physical challenge and overcoming that physical challenge is the greatest way to bring Hashem down. So again, chapter 51, 52, 53, ultimately the goal here is to tell us that the greater our challenge, the greater the physical challenge, The more revelation of Hashem we're bringing into this world, and, and you know why this is so important? It's critically important because perhaps you're going to come and say, "Why is why all the bother? Why all the burden? I'm constantly fighting. I'm constantly struggling." I'm so core. But what we're learning now is telling us <laughs> the more core you are, the more the more crazy your desire and temptation, the more you're revealing Hashem into this world. The famous story, and I'm going to share it again, where the Rebbe, someone came to the Rebbe sharing, but he wants to marry a non-Jewish woman. And this was at the so people are passing by the Rebbe very, very fast. The Rebbe has maybe 30 seconds to address the man. And the Rebbe tells him, I'm jealous of you. This is a challenge I never had. What does that mean? Was the Rebbe being cryptic? No, no. That's Tanya, what we're learning now is telling us, no, the reverend was being honest. The fact that someone could have such a whether it's a lust or desire for inappropriate things, the ability to overcome that desire, which we already know from earlier in Tanya, we, we have the ability to overcome every challenge. We have the ability to have behavioral perfection, not to sin in thought, speech, and action. So the greater the challenge we have, the more we're bringing that to this world. So you may think, how could it be that I saw something inappropriate and it caught my mind? I must be such a terrible person. No, no, no. Your opportunity you have by seeing that thing and having wanted to get caught up in your mind thinking about it and controlling yourself, you've accomplished more than the greatest subject. So when we have these these challenging moments, let's celebrate the moment. And really celebrate it. Again, we're not being facetious. We're, we're being true. When you have this incredible, this, this ugly thought, how, so rather than being upset about it, when you don't think about it, has continued celebration, drawn down Hashem on such a high level. Now, in order for us to understand this, that's where we are, we're now in chapter 52. Chapter 52 is telling us how Hashem, how the Shekhinah comes into this world. And that's what we're going to conclude tonight, chapter 52, the descent of the Shekhinah. If you remember, we spoke last week that Shekhinah is a term for the energy of Hashem that flows into each individual world on its level. So Shekhinah is a relative term. If I tell you that Shekhinah is here, it doesn't tell me much because Shekhinah just means the energy that's flowing into this world. But what level of energy? I don't know. Each When you have a flow of energy that is called into a world that is called Shachim. Now, how can we have four worlds, how can the energy be limited? Anyone remember we learned last week, how can the energy of Hashem be limited? What could limit the energy of Hashem? Dr. Mallow, do you remember? We learned the Torah. The Torah, which is Hashem's deepest wisdom, concealed itself in such mundane things. Do you think that Hashem, do you think that Hashem at night dreams about what happens if two animals gore each other? you think that's what Hashem's deepest thoughts are about? you think Hashem's deepest thoughts are about what happens? If someone planted an orange tree together with a lemon tree, is that considered grafting? Hashem has allowed his deepest thoughts to limit themselves in the practical day-to-day halal. So as Hashem allows these thoughts to be limited, his energy, his energy is limited and the Shechina comes into each world. And that's where we, we are right here and as this wisdom came down by descent from world to world, as the energy of Hashem comes into each world and the energy of Hashem as the Torah comes into each world, so the Shechina too comes down and closes itself in each world. And wherever the Shechina comes, wherever the Shechina first shines in a world, this is the shrine of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Holy of Holies, which is contained in each world. Each world has its own Holy of Holies. So also has it been stated in the Zohar and Eitzchayim that the Shekhinah, which is Malchus of Atzilus, the so Malchus of Atzilus, the lowest level of Atzilus. And what is that? Being the manifestation of the light and vitality of the Blessed soap which illuminates the world. So the lowest level of Atzilus, which is called Malchus of Atzilus, and that is the level which is now going to manifest itself and illuminate the world, and therefore it's called the word of Hashem, the var Hashem, and the breath of his mouth, the rakhtiv, as it were, as in the case of human beings, by way of example, speech reveals to the hearers a speaker's secret and hidden thought. So why is mouth of the called speech, because speech reveals what we're thinking no matter how long I look at Maisha Mendel's head I will not know what he's thinking I can look and look and look I will not know but when you speak Maisha Mendel and you're not on mute if you're on mute I still can't hear I still won't know but if you speak we'll now know what you're thinking
1: what am I thinking
0: No, if you tell us what you're thinking, we'll know what you're thinking. You're right. In other words, Hashem's speech is called, do you know why? Because speech is a revelation. And this level of mouth of Atilus, which is called Hashem's speech, closes itself in the shrine of the Holy of Holies of Bria. In now the lowest level of Atilus now becomes the highest level of Bria. What's the highest level? Namely the intellect, the Chabad, Chafm, Bin, and Da'at of Bria. And now, when the highest level of Bria closes itself in the lowest level of Bria, there's the latter closing it themselves in the mouth of Bria, they have been created the souls and the angels which exist in the world of Bria. So what do we have here? We have of, here we have a little picture I drew up. Forgive me if, if you don't appreciate it. I, I agree with you. Chachma bin Das is the intellect of Atzivah. And Malchus is Shekhinah. Malchus is a level that's now, as you see the arrow, going to go into the lower world of Briah. But if you remember the Torah, which comes from Chachma of Atzilus, the intellect intellect of Atzilus, jumps straight into Bria. But there's a contraction, and that contraction, as you see the circled arrow, that contraction allows the Shechina, the lowest level of Atzilus to come down into Bria. And in every world, there is the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies is the highest level of the world. That's why you have the picture of the Aram. Because Chachma bin Das, the highest levels of Bria, are the Holy of Holies. And when all of this energy that Chachma bin Das comes lower to the world, now we have the creation of the angels and the Shama. And what's interesting, we're going to momentarily learn, is that the Talmud comes from the world of Briya. Let's discuss this moment. It's a very interesting thought. What came first, the Talmud or the Mishnah?
2: Mishnah. Mishnah.
0: In this context, we're going to learn which one of them is, has more intellect of Hashem revealed, the Talmud or Mishnah? Which one of the two books is more intellectual, Talmud or Mishnah?
2: Talmud.
0: The Talmud. The, the Mishnah is matter of fact. Your sukkah needs to be under twenty amos The Gemara says, hey, let's discuss this. Let's get all into it. So the Mishnah is more law. It's more emotional. The Talmud is more intellectual. So actually, in our context tonight, we're going to learn that the Talmud comes from a much higher source than the Mishnah. The Talmud comes from intellect, which is primarily the world of Bria. In the world of Bria, that's where intellect shines for. And that's why you see over here, the world of Bria, you have the Talmud Babi. Because from this world comes a the Talmud. The Mishnah is just more emotional. It's more, are you exempt? Are you, are you responsible? It's more emotional. That comes from the lower world of Yitzira. Yarshan, you're with me?
3: Talmud, Talmud also involves speech, and you were just saying speech is. Speech. Part of the. Is, is a,
0: a. Speech, if you remember, I said the Sheena is on every level. Because at the idea of revelation to the next level is the idea of Shekhinah. That's speech. Every level has its own level of speech. Within each level, when that level is revealed, it's the level of so, um, yes, the idea of within the Talmud, you have the idea of speech within the Mishnah, and each on its own level. So, so, far- so, yeah, I,
1: I understand because because just like we know in in uh, the ten Sephirot, the Chokhmah, Binah, and Daat, the intellectual ones, kind of govern. It's the same concept uh, here. Uh, isn't it? Kalmud wow. represents Hochma, Bina, and Dad. Correct. And then Correct. the Mishnah represents mm-hmm. the emotional attributes.
0: Correct. Correct. Doctor,
3: now any questions? Well, I, I I always thought that the Mishnah was just more uh, terse, and um, I would say it was emotional, but it was just yeah. kind of simpler and less. Less complicated than the Talmud.
0: When I said emotional, I didn't mean I wasn't referring to saying that the person who wrote the Mishnah was just an emotional person without intellect. That's not not at all what I meant. What I did mean, though, is it's matter of fact. It's it's more factual, and and when I say factual in a sense, it it more triggers emotion. Mm. The, The Talmud is intellectual. It's telling you why something happened. The Mishnah tells you the actual law. And if we talk about the source of the law, whether you're responsible to Hashem, that's emotional. Not to you and me. But to Hashem, it's emotional. Perhaps we'll see that inside in a moment. Let's, let's jump back to chapter 52. From there, In other words, once we have the level of Bria, the second world, so within the world of Asilus, Eitot's very close to Hashem. The energy has come through and become the Holy of Holies of Bria. And that energy has flowed below to the lower levels of Bria and created the Talmud and the souls that existed. From there also descends the wisdom of the Talmud that we possess. It has already been previously explained in the name of Ketunin that in the world of Bria, there shine and flow forth, the Chachma, Chachma, Bina, and Das Kabbat of the Blessed Einstow. Each world has its own primary flow of energy that shines. In Bria, what's, what's shining there is Hashem's intellect. In a powerfully contracted manner. So yes, it's Hashem's intellect, but it's powerfully contracted. And this allows in order that the souls and the angels, which are limited and finite beings, shall be able to receive the influence from these categories of Chabad. The concealment that happens to allow Bria to come, allows that the Chakmah Bin and of the ain sof from Atsilos is now limited and can be understood or in a sense, grasped within Bria. Therefore, from here also originates the Talmud, which is also a category of Chabad. For the Talmud consists of the reasons and interpretations of the Halachot in clearly defined terms. The Talmud, what is it doing? You saying, "Hey, why did you say you're responsible if this happens? Why are you exempt?" It's all the intro- These reasons and interpretations are a category of Chabad. Wow, the halakhot themselves, Dr. Malav and, and uh, Moshe Mendel, let's focus on these words and see if we'll clarify your question. The halakhot themselves, the fact that if you cook milk and meat together, you're not allowed to eat it, derived from the midos of the blessed angel. Namely, it's coming from Hashem's kindness, from His justice, from Hashem's mercy, from which originate permission and prohibition, license and restriction, liability and blamelessness as is explained in the Tikkun, in these declining. So the the law itself, not the reason for the law, not the technicalities of the law. The law itself comes from Hashem's, so to speak, emotion. The details of the law that comes from Hashem's intellect. My Mendel and, and uh Dr. Mal, did that help clarify? Um, yes, for me yeah, it doesn't yeah, yeah. Good, good. Yeah. So now, the energy of Malchus of Atsilus, by virtue of the closing of Malchus of Atsilus and Malchus of Bria, the lowest level of Bria. What happens then? Remember, we're, we're learning about Seder Hristos, it's a chain of creation. So the lowest level of one level becomes the highest of the next. So Malchus of Asilos becomes the highest level of the Kodesh HaKadosh and the Holy of Holies of Bria. And Malchus of Bria becomes the Holy of Holies of Yetzirah. This being the Chabad of Yetzirah. So now when the energy of Malchus of Asilos that is in Malchus of Bria, that is now in the Holy of Holies of Yetzirah, closes itself in Yitzhira, because being that everything is, is reamed, all the energy is intertwined. soul interconnected. So when the energy lowers itself to the of Yitzhira, the third world, there are forms of ruach. ruach. Remember, we have five parts of our soul. Nefesh, ruach, nishamachah, yechida. So that the part of our soul, the ruach, comes from Malkus of Yetzirah. What else? And the angels which belong in the world of Yetzirah. Additionally, as we just mentioned before, from here comes the Mishnah that we possess, which comprises the legal decisions that are likewise derived from Chabad of the Blessed Ain Sof. So here, Dr. Malav and my Shemanda, we're actually adding further. Of course, the law is derived from Chabat only, that the categories of Chabat, meaning the reason and, ter- and interpretations of the halakha are closed and hidden within the laws themselves. When you learn the Mishnah, exactly like we've learned, you don't see the reasons and interpretations; They're not in a revealed form. While when you learn the Mishnah, the Halacha itself, which are in a revealed form, are a reflection of the attributes of the Blessed Ain't Oath, and they are revealed for me. Yes, Gersh, I'm sorry, you have a question?
1: No, I, I didn't have a question. I,
0: there was noise in the background. So uh, no I, worries, no worries. Thus, it has been explained above in the name of the Tikkunim, namely that the sixth, the zero, within Yetzirah, the sixth, the zero, In other words, the emotional zeroes, they shine forth in a greater fashion than the And When we talk about emotional zeroes, they comprise in general two extensions. You have the right, the left, acting either with forbearance from the aspect of kindness, that is to say, to permit a thing to send to God or acting forbiddingly. Let's go back to our picture, our picture. We have the world of Yetzirah. Remember, this is the third world. In the third world, we still have the Holy of Holies. Is the intellect of every world is the Holy of Holies. But what shines forth in this world? The intellect shines in the higher world of Briah. In this world, what shines is the emotional sphere of Chesed, kindness, givura, strictness, Tiferes, beauty. And as you see in this chart, they're broken up to the right and the left. Right representing kindness, left representing strictness. Rabbi Schneer? Yes. Uh, I'm not Rabbi. able to see the, the chart. Um,
3: is what that do you, what do you see on your screen? I don't see. I just see the text. I just see text. I see the text.
0: Aha. Uh-huh. Thank you all for telling me that because that means that you don't see it. What about now? Oh, no, there we not, go. Now
3: it just popped yeah. in. No, 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 we see it, but we don't see the text. But that's
0: fine. Okay, good, good, good. Don't, we'll get back to the text in a minute. So, we have over here, well, actually, if you haven't seen it, you haven't seen it for a while. So then I'll jump back here for a second. The world of Bria, as it says on the top of the, the brown box, the holy of holies is the intellect, the bin and B'nandah. What shines forth in Bria, what's the shining factor, is also bin and B'nandah, Chabad, the intellect of Hashem. And therefore, from, from the world of Bria comes, as you see, the picture of the Talmud Baba. Now, let's jump to Yetzirah. In Yetzirah, the Holy of Holies is still and Binanda. But what's shining forth, what's the, what's the primary energy that shines? That's the emotional spirit of Hashem. Chesed Givur. And as you see, Chesed and they're on the right and left side. There's the kindness, the, the strictness. And on the bottom, we have from the mouth of comes the Mishnah. You have a picture of the Mishnah. Because the Mishnah, as we said, is more Telling us the law, and law is more. We're seeing the emotions of us: Compa- kindness, compassion. Clear? Are we good? To, are we good to continue? Any questions? I
1: have one question, Rabbi. Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so the Tikkunim aren't those the words of the Zohar themselves? Yes. 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 Where, where would the Tikkunim fit in this, in these worlds? I mean, are they? Are they? Or is that an apples and oranges thing? They, that uh, you can't even. Uh, I think. Jump along
0: here at all. Well, let me kind of rephrase the question. I think what you're asking essentially is, where in these worlds does the Zohar come from?
1: Exactly, because we talk about where the Talmud goes, where the Mishnah right. is. Right. I'm not sure where the Zohar.
0: You're asking a good question, and I don't. I need to give it some thought. I, I want to no make
1: sure problem. I give you a correct answer. Or you can good get question. back to me another time.
0: Good
3: question. Just... Well, I had a related question. So if the the Talmud is is uh, in the world of bria but but in that but the higher world is the world of uh, Atzilus, right? Yes. Yes. So what is the intellectual? a part of that world that apparently is higher than the, the Talmud in, in the world of Atsilus. The,
2: uh,
0: the Talmud is something we could understand. The fact that we could understand it is one of the greatest limitations on the Talmud. In other words, we can't say that the Talmud is the essence of Ashef's influence. Hashem, don't we say, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Hashem's intellect, Hashem's emotions is much, much greater than our understanding. So, what Hashem's essence is, what Aphilos is, is much greater than us. The ability for us to have a Talmud that we understand that is a great limitation. And that's why Briya is the second world. It's already an incredible limitation.
3: Is that sort of a contraction of, of Hashem, in, in a way? I mean, the, the world of, uh, the world of uh, Bria is, already represents a contraction of Hashem's thoughts?
0: So much so, the world of Bria, actually, we learn is, is the greatest contraction, because you're going from nothing to something. Atsilu is close to Hashem. We already, we say, the a creation so the greatest contraction doctor Malav, is between the worlds of axilos and bria okay. any other questions okay so in ax in bria this focuses the intellect of ax and you see rather focuses the emotional aspects of ax Let's jump back into the tanya. and All this is according to the Chafmah Ilah Dati. In other words, everything sources back to the highest level of at-tiba. so Remember how we said it's all a chain? So even the lower levels of Yashira, they're still connected to the highest level of Yashira, which is connected to the lower level of Fria which is connected to the higher level of Bria, which is connected to the lower level of Atsilus, which is connected to the higher level of Atsilus. It's that chain. No matter how low we go, we could directly source back to the highest level. In which Bina and Das are contained, and they are united with the Blessed angel. and all of them are called Chabad of Atsilus, with which the light of the Blessed Ain'tso is united in a perfect union. I, you know, this point is an incredible point. You can't stray. You can't, you can't stray from Hashem. Because Hashem is everywhere. And no matter what you do, everything is going to be able to force back to the essence of Hashem. We're not forsaken, God forbid. The essence of Hashem is with us. Continues Tanya.
2: Just
0: like the way, the lower, lowest level of Athilus became the highest level of Bria, and the lowest level of Bria became the highest level of Yathira, and the, lowest, and the lowest level of Yathira became the highest level of Bria. In a like manner, the Shina descended and closed itself in the shrine of the Holy of Holies of Athia. Call it out. What is the Holy of Holies of each world? What what You know the cause. The intellect. Correct. But now Tanya says, don't get satisfied that you know everything. No, no, we don't know. Each world has tens of thousands of worlds. In other words, when we say there's four worlds, we want to trick you a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. We don't want to trick you. We, have to, we want to make it much easier for you. We're trying to, to help you understand. So we say there's four worlds, there's a world close to Hashem, there's a world of creation, of formation, of action. But really, to go from the essence of Hashem until where we are here, that we're looking at computers and we think we're, we think we're individuals separated, God forbid, from Hashem. For this to happen, there is an, an undefined, an infinite amount of worlds. Look, at he, look here. Each of these three worlds is subdivided into myriad of gradations, which are also called particular worlds. World. And Malkusat Silus, which is closed in the Malkus, let's cl- skip the next line for a second, of each particular world, it stands and closes itself in the shrine of the Holy of Holies, namely the Chabad, which is in the world below it in rank. So no matter how many worlds there are, the same process continues. It starts off with Malfus, the lowest level of Asila, and that level becomes the highest level of the next world, and the lowest level of that world becomes the highest level. Could you nod your head if you're following my gist about this idea, that the lowest level of one world becomes the highest level of another? I understand. Okay, good, good, good.
1: And And there is a Chabad in each world, right?
0: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Just like now today, it was announced as a Chabad in the United Emirates. So,
1: oh, seriously?
0: So, so there's a Chabad in each world, yeah. Amazing. Okay, so now, you know, we say, We <laughs> say, We say, Your kingship is the kingship of all worlds. But I don't understand there's only one world. What do you mean, your your kingship is the kingship of each world? Wow, well based on what we learned tonight, that's so, inc- so deep, your kingship, the highest level of Malchus of Malchus of Asilos is the Malchus of each world. Each world, no matter how many worlds there are, all come back and relate to Malchus of Asilos. So we can never, don't ever think that you're forsaken. Wherever you are, no matter what level, where you are, what, whatever situation you find yourself, you're always connected to the essence of Aisha. And conclude chapter 52. It is from the Shekhinah, which is close in the shrine of the Holy of Holies of each and every general or particular world. So, the Shekhinah, the highest level of each world that shines forth from here, light and vitality are extended and diffused to the whole world and the creatures contained therein, the souls, angels, and so forth. So all of them were created by the ten sayings and the act of creation, these being the word of Hashem, which is termed Shekhinah. So what is Shekhinah? Shekhinah is the energy of Hashem that is giving life to the world. And it, Shrina is a relative term. Each world has its own Shrina. Let's go back to this picture for a
2: moment.
0: Here you have the world of Asiya. So we have the Holy of Holies, which is the higher world. You can see that big arrow. Mouthless of Yetzirah becomes the higher level of Asiya. And each of these four worlds, let's just, sorry, let's look in the, let's look in the box here. Each of these three worlds is subdivided to myriads of gradations. Okay, so let's summarize chapter 52. Put it all together. To put it all together, we've learned that Hashem's energy has come to the lowest levels of the world through this chain. The highest level of one world becoming the lowest level of one world becoming the highest level of the next world. But how did that all happen? That's what the title of the chapter Torah reveals God's presence. How was Hashem's energy able to become limited within each world that's only through the Torah. So what does this leave us, what's the question to leave us with? If you remember, chapter 51 asked, Hashem is everywhere. So if Hashem is everywhere, what do you mean that there's a holy temple? What do you mean that the holiest place in the world is a holy temple? Hashem is everywhere. And we started explaining how your soul is within your whole body. Your soul is equally everywhere, but at the same time, your soul is primarily in the heart. What does that mean? It means the essence of your soul is equally everywhere. But the revealed part of your soul is greater within your brain. The essence of is equally everywhere. But the revealed part of Hashem is greater in the Holy of Holies. So what does that mean for us? What does it mean for us? Why do we go to Ashul? Why do we say it's holier to be in Ashul? Why do we go pray at places, at Kivrei Tzaddikim? What's great, greater about these places? Well, what is the, whole, what is the Holy of
1: Holies of our world? Didn't you say it's our brains?
0: That's within us. What's that? That's within within a, a person. His holy of holies is his brain. Correct. But within the world, what does it mean that Hashem is more in the holy of holies?
1: Well, well, Hashem said, I, I need to have a dwelling place in this world. Oh. oh. Right.
0: You have a dwelling place in this world. So
1: if
3: maybe, go ahead. maybe it means he's more Hashem is more revealed there.
0: Oh, I see, Yeah, that's what it means. It means Hashem is more revealed there. So when the temple stood, the Holy of Holies is very clear. The Holy of Holies is the Holy of Holies. It's the physical place where the Aram was, where the two tablets were. But do you know we only had the two tablets in the first temple? So in the second temple, when we didn't have the tablets, we just had we, we just had the Aaron itself. Not even the Aaron. But we'll discuss this more at length. Next, week. The second temple, nonetheless, the Holy of Holies was still the holiest place. But the message we're going to talk about in chapter 53 is talking to you and me. Remember, the Tanya was written for people coming to the, to the Altar Rebbe now. Practical, relative advice. So, what is the Holy of Holies today? Where is the greatest energy of Hashem revealed today? That's what we're going to conclude oh, chapter it's 53. It's... Go ahead. In the Talmud. In the Talmud is the the greatest energy within the Torah. You know what, Gershwin, you're asking a good question and I'm hoping that the answer will be so incredibly great when we learn chapter 53 in
2: science.
0: Okay. Probably next week.
3: Uh, Rabbi, did this whole conception of the four worlds and all that come from the Zohar? Is that where it derives from?
0: um it's certainly from the zohar i'm curious though um i'm unclear if it's mentioned even earlier it's certainly from the zohar but i'm unclear if it's from an even earlier source okay
1: probably before can i ask what